0: Have you ever have you ever seen, like, people out in the open and you just thought, I could do a wrestling move to them right now?
1: <laughs> I can honestly say no.
0: No? Oh, dude. So I'm like, I drop my kid off at school and I'm walking, and there's this little kid, like, bent over looking at a worm on the ground. and I'm I was already
1: like, creeped out by this story. So
2: you
0: know. <laughs> I'm like... Gentlemen, we
2: are
0: tonight we are going to witness the most anticipated match in the history of professional wrestling.
1: And this is the main event of the
0: evening. Please welcome your host for today.
1: Jason is here. Dude, I, I swear to God, I'm not as big an asshole as it sounds like. <laughs> and
0: Troy is here. Hey, I call them like I see them. all right?
2: Uh, look at it this way. It's the first thing we've done together as a team. I grab my dick, you grab your dick, you work my arm, I work your arm. Same time. Same time. It's like jerking off together, but not gay. We're not touching dicks. Each other's dicks, anyway. I'm touching my own dick. You're working it, and I'm loving it.
1: Well, enough is enough, and it's time
0: for The Rundown. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen. It is episode 344 of the Rundown Wrestling Podcast. I am your host, Troy. With me, as always, Jason is here.
1: And much like the t- show we're about to recap, no women
0: in the house. That's right. Because it's not one, not two, it's three swinging dicks this week, as Adam is here as well. Adam, welcome to the show.
2: Well, hi. I figured, uh, didn't get time to put up a Nitromania this week and I'm very excited to hear your take on uh, the greatest royal rumble so I thought I'd drop in
0: right on well yes we are going we have a fucking mega show here because we have not only the greatest royal rumble to review but we've also got backlash predictions because you know we're back to this again and we've got a perfect time to take care of as well but first let's go ahead and talk about how i won the prediction chan <laughs> ah, yeah no
1: no <laughs> No, clearly you didn't read your rundown prediction rule book. You actually receive one point for every ten people in a Royal Rumble, if you predict correctly, being that there were That's... 50 people. That is five <laughs> bonus points for me, making was... me the prediction winner again.
0: I want to know the exact moment that you turned heel and I turned face, because I always thought I was the heel of the show. And you, you are using some heel logic there to, to, to weasel your way out of losses here. Listen, I can't
1: help it that you did not familiarize yourself with the rundown pick rulebook.
0: That's, that's on you. That's true. All right, so the WWE decided that they were going to put their talent in an awkward position by heading on over to Saudi Arabia for a gigantic event, uh, or as we like to call it here in America, A house show. And (laughs) this event featured a full stacked card and a fifty man emphasis on that, Royal Rumble. Which is what drew. So so can I propose something real quick here? Let's run through the
1: matches and then give general overall thoughts where Oh I oh I will. Okay.
0: I'm just setting up what this event was. Okay. (laughs) So of course I was drawn in because I love Royal Rumbles. And this was the greatest Royal Rumble of all time. No, it wasn't. (laughs) So um, I wanted to put this in order, but I decided, fuck it, I'm not going to put it in order. So we're just going to go down the list of the match order that we had when we talked about it on the show last week. So first, The Undertaker took on Rusev and Aiden English in a two-on-one casket match. (laughs) And tell me I'm wrong. And (laughs) The Undertaker was able to not only put Rusev into the casket, but also attempt to injure one of their young talent and agent Aiden English before throwing him in the casket as well, and of course winning the match to send that Saudi prince home to his harem, Happy. Raise your hand if you watch this match.
2: I did watch this one. Oh, okay. All right. I, I watched it. I watched
0: I watched the whole thing. It took me three tries, but I watched the whole goddamn thing. All right. Just just make sure, Jason, that you let us know what matches you decided to skip on this whenever we get to that point. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'll pretend I watched them anyway. Um, All right. Sounds great. Jason, what would you think of this so, match?
1: So that moment when Rusev was coming down and then Chris Jericho's m- music played. And, yeah, Rusev. Rusev was coming down. Russo. I said Rusev.
0: Oh, it sounded like Rusev to me.
1: No, I said Rusev. Anyway, and then Chris Jericho's music played, and he came, and then they swapped back and forth four times on the way down the aisle as to who was going to take the match. That was my favorite part. Uh, no, it was it was fine. It was you know your basic casket match. I thought the Undertaker looked better than he did at WrestleMania in terms of actually putting some moves together, and uh, yeah, it was the most predictable outcome that we could have seen. Undertaker yeah. wasn't losing to Rusev on this show, so. Yeah.
2: Yeah, it was a uh, it, w- it was a match. Um, yeah, there was no. This is this obviously was the foregone conclusion match of the night. There was no way that Undertaker was going to, like Jason said, lose to Rusev or lose a casket match. So, well, plus, uh, there, it, was, it,
1: plus there was no way they were going to put Rusev over because that's just not something they do. <laughs>
2: uh, that's for the crowd to do by themselves. goddammit. it. Um, but yeah, oh, I mean, it was it was possible
0: fair enough i myself thought the match was okay um obviously we knew what was going to happen in this one but rusev did a good job uh aiden english getting involved was was great heel work uh, um all together and yeah the undertaker continues to to look like uh, like he hasn't looked in the past five years so he looked very very much like a competent worker now of course we probably won't see him again until maybe SummerSlam, possibly uh, but hey, you know what? It was a good run. He's uh, two and O this year, so good on him. It's his best, it's his best record in years. That's right. Uh, the next match was our 2008 main event match as John Cena took on Triple H. Uh, this match uh, featured these fucking curtain jerkers. <laughs> I was I was surprised. It could be because uh, I thought for sure Triple H was going to get stoned after he uh, tried to have another man fillet him. Uh, by telling him to suck it but it didn't happen because John Cena wound well, up picking up the win
1: he he is a lot of buy things
0: yes right that's
1: right, <laughs> that's right. I'm surprised
0: they I'm surprised they allowed win. him into the country so <laughs> so uh Adam what do you think of this match
2: um yeah i i had a lot of the, the same thought about most of these matches in that they felt uh, maybe it's because this was so close to wrestlemania but a lot of these matches felt short to me I don't know if that, was, if that was just me, but a lot of them didn't seem to last as long as I felt like they should, uh, which is saying something considering the show is five goddamn hours long. But um, I mean, this was, uh, I enjoyed that they kind of started off with kind of the old school stuff with like the, the Greco-Roman knuckle locks and, and whatnot, but uh, I don't think anyone outside of anyone that was there at the arena gave a, gave a shit about this match, really. <laughs>
1: I mean, I thought it was kind of cool just to have two sort of icons in the ring together. Have been, it's not like this is a match we've seen a lot. Um, in retrospect, I'm not at all shocked it opened it off, because who but Triple H is going to book himself to be in the first match in this quote-unquote historic <laughs> event? Um, but all in all, I thought it
2: wasn't. No, no, no. They asked for the opportunity. Right. Yeah. Um, <laughs>
1: I, I it was fine. It was it was a good opener. The crowd was really into it. Um, the thing that sort of struck me was how knowledgeable the fans seemed to be about, like, who to boo, who to cheer, when to boo, when to cheer. So for a company that, you know, as we've been told, is basically living in the Stone Age and has no idea what this is, uh, they seemed pretty up on the product. So,
0: yeah, um, the the crowd was an interesting thing because the uh, The immediate crowd on, on the on the hard cam there was a bunch of guys who clearly have never watched wrestling and were only there because they were either royalty or very really, really rich. Uh, because they didn't react at all. It was the crowd around them in in the back and the sheepsies over that who were the American crowd members that made the trip over there and uh, the people who are allowed to actually show emotion without fear of getting beheaded. And those are the ones that turned around and actually were making a lot of the noise during the matches.
1: Well, the, the request for this show but by the Saudi prince apparently was to have uh, The Undertaker... Yokozuna and the ultimate warrior at this show.
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: So that should tell you all you need to know about how up on the product these guys are.
0: Yeah. Right, exactly. Yeah. Yeah, because you know, one of those people uh, is dead. Uh, two, uh, the other two. The the other one is a living legend over in Saudi Arabia for his anti gay stuff, also dead. Uh, <laughs> and the third person is a dead man, so you know, they they were betting, you know, 0 for three. So, that's moving a, right along. They're all yeah. as dead as human rights over there. That's right. that's right. <laughs> uh, the uh, the third match we've got on, on, on the list here, uh, the Cruiserweight Championship match between Cedric Alexander and Callisto for some reason.
1: Which made for the uh,
0: gif of the night, though. That is true. That is true. Because uh, Cedric and his gigantic hog uh, had a little <laughs> issue getting over the top rope. Um, and uh, hopefully uh, Alicia Fox, if she's still with him, uh, was able to put a little ice on that dick. <laughs>
1: Because there is a GIF circulating on the internet of uh, Cedric's uh, little Cedric brushing up against the top rope as he went. I would call that little
0: Cedric. <laughs> uh, also, uh, yet again, if there is a GIF of a wrestler's dick, you have, and uh, including anything doing anything, I will find it and well, I will share it.
1: You know, I mean, when it comes to Cedric's dick, in the dark it feels at home. Time has passed, and now it's grown.
0: Oh God. <laughs> There we go. There we go. Just dropped the All right, well, he just dropped his mic, so I hope he didn't break it. Uh Adam, what did you think of the Cruiserweight Championship match?
2: Uh this was one of my two favorite matches on the show, I think.
0: Um but I think I think
2: that was expected going into it. This, you know, that's what they were there for to be kind of that high energy, you know, high octane match. Uh, I thought I thought this was a great match.
0: Jason?
1: Uh yeah, it was fine. I mean, it was a, another foregone conclusion match. Um, but the work rate was fine. I think the fans seemed to enjoy some of the stuff they were doing. It's similar to the WrestleMania match with uh, Mustafa Ali. I thought there was sort of a little bit... um, The the high spots were tempered a little bit. Uh, It didn't seem like they were... There's a lot more rest holds and rear chin locks and stuff than I would have thought there would be.
0: There you go. Well, and of course, because WWE is committed... To making sure that they respect everybody and, and all the different backgrounds that people have. They made Cedric Alexander cover up his uh, you know tattoos that show crosses because you can't have religion over in Saudi Arabia. That's not theirs. And moving right along to another person that had to cover you up his You can't even be from another country. That's true. Uh, the Bludgeon Brothers – uh, Bludgeon the shit out of the Usos to retain the SmackDown Live Tag Team Championships. And Jason, I'm going to come to you on this one first. What did you feel about the bludgeoning? Too. Uh, is this any different
1: than everything we've seen from these, these matches? Um, I'm glad we got to see this here because we're not going to see any tag titles defended at Backlash, so that's good. Um, but yeah, I mean, this was what it was. I liked that the setup for this match involved Naomi because you know there couldn't be any payoff to that. <laughs> so. Yeah, it was, it was what it was again, pretty much what you expected it to be. Adam.
2: Yeah, this uh, there, this match did not excite me. I mean, uh, I'm still very happy that you know the Bludgeon Brothers finally have the championships. They finally are the, the you know tag team champions, but uh, there there was nothing here that excited me that much.
0: Yeah, very much so. Uh, the only thing that excited me, of course, was the fact that uh, um, they wound up showing on the screen. Not only commercials featuring women, but also uh, the, the leading up into this, um, that there was a woman on screen, and then of course W. B., who is uh, of course committed to respecting all people of all different backgrounds, had to apologize for showing women on the screen.
1: No, no, no. The, so, uh, well, and the Saudi prince made a statement to apologize to everybody in attendance for yeah the horror of having to witness such a thing. Uh, and you know, as we continue down this path of progress. Made yeah, sure yeah. to point out that this will never happen again. Yeah.
0: Hashtag progress. <laughs> All right. And then the, the Raw Tag Team Championships, which this was the first time on the list here that me and Jason differed. As Jason thought that the bar was heading back to Raw, I, of course, knew that the leader of Worlds was going to pick up their first Raw Tag Team Championships. And I won.
1: Because I'm pretty sure of Worlds won. won.
0: <laughs> I believe you misrepresented my pick. I'm going to go ahead and mute you and stop you right there. Uh, Adam, what did you think <laughs> of this match? <laughs> I'm with you on
2: this one, Troy. Um, I think I think it was fairly obvious that the that uh, Bray and Matt were, were taking the titles once they you know moved past the first round in this stupid tag team eliminator thing. Um, the match itself was all right, um, but again, nothing for 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 what this show was. Nothing really dazzled in in really any of these matches except for. You know, the, the cruiserweight match and, the, and the, the ladder match that we'll get to later. I, I didn't walk away from the show with any, any of the matches really standing out as, oh, I might want to go back and watch that again.
0: There you go. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and put a part one on this. Uh, because this at, at this point is when I started to turn on the show. <laughs> um, and that's because of <laughs> our lovely commentary crew who decided <laughs> to start ruining this fucking match for me. Now, I am a huge fan of all four of the guys in the, in this match. I thought that they were doing a, a fantastic job uh, for what they had to do for the fact that they were in another country that didn't give a fuck about what what they were watching. Uh, but, of course, the commentary, who continued to snip and snide at each other the entire fucking show, uh, spent the entire time not putting over the fact that uh, Bray and Matt have a history and, and everything like that, not putting over the fact that the bar – is a uh, you know a multi-time champions instead trying to figure out if they were going to continue to call the move Sister Abigail or not, <laughs> uh, because that is the most important storyline here. But but, um, but 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 what did they decide? Uh, they didn't because fuck them. And if they did, I, I tuned it out at that point because your commentary team is not supposed to be sitting there an entire fucking match arguing with each other. That's not their fucking job. Their fucking job is to for Michael Cole to sit there and call every fucking hip toss that's in the match and every fucking time that somebody goes and doesn't move, and for Corey Graves to sit there and go, the bar are the best, and for the other fucking black guy with them to go, no, 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 the leader of worlds are the best, because that's what you do when you have a three-man booth and you have one heel and one face, is the two of them are supposed to go back and forth on it. What they're not supposed to do is continue to fucking make fun of each other, and continue okay. to make fun of the talent in the ring and continue to sit there and bury the fucking match. Because if okay. the commentary team doesn't give a fuck about the match, why the fuck should I?
1: Okay, hold on a second. I am going to take exception to part of that rant. Because I grew up watching wrestling in an era where Gorilla Monsoon and Bobby the Brain he did nothing but fucking snipe at each other. Heenan did nothing but make fun of the talent in the ring. Gorilla Monsoon made fun of the heels uh, and they would spend entire portions of matches just turning it into fucking one big long joke. So this is not a new concept. You add maybe the third man in the booth that they didn't have back then, but this has been Vince's formula for a while.
0: See, I you can say that, but also you know back when we had one of the best you know teams ever between Jim Ross and and, and the King. They knew how to do it because Ross continued to call the match. You know, he was he was sucking a babyface's dicks left and right over there. You know, King was making fun of the talent, but he was a heel guy that was supposed to do, and he would get every once in a great while. You'd have Jim Ross kind of cut back at, at the King, but mostly Ross played the straight man to, to the King's bullshit, except, and he didn't Except conti- when
1: Ross was playing a heel.
0: Well, that's but we we don't we don't talk about. Yeah, that. we're not gonna talk about that because, <laughs> because it doesn't fit your point. It it fits my it fits my point because I'm talking about Michael Cole is supposed to be your face commentator, and so Isn't he has a, a role he's he has a role to play, and he's, he's not he's playing that back
1: role. And f- but he's rooting for Elias. He's not a face commentator. He's not. I see. I think that's where you're flawed. I don't see Michael Cole as your classic face commentator. I see Michael Cole as a sort of a bit of a shit disturber, and a guy who's been a smarky smartass for a long time.
0: Well, the problem there goes into, then, who who is who takes that role? And nobody on the commentary who is the taking that role. the fuck
1: Corey Graves is a heel commentator on SmackDown and a face commentator
0: on Raw? And, and that's part of the issue. And part of the other issue is the fact that when you have all three of these guys being heel commentators, it becomes a fucking mess. Look at Impact Wrestling. and the, do, the I, shit do I have show to... Yes, the shit show that that has been because you have fucking two heel commentators who just sit there and dude. fucking bury the talent, and one of them dude. is a fucking champion at this point now.
1: Dude. Okay. Because dude, 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 it, when, dude, when the dude, announcers dude, start dude, dude, making dude, the dude, fucking. Dude, thing. dude, 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 dude. <laughs> one of those two guys is currently working for WWE. He's not there anymore. Josh Matthews isn't the champion anymore. Like, <laughs> these are old school takes.
0: I, when when did he lose the championship? Was it on one of the tapings that hasn't aired yet? No, It was a, recent, it was a couple of weeks ago, I think. All right. Well, all I saw was that he was he was a champion, but that doesn't 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 defeat my point. My point is is that commentary is supposed to accentuate the match, and is supposed to put over for the viewing audience at home what is going on. And what's that's not happening? What's happening is the commentary team is making it all about themselves. And just continue to fucking argue amongst themselves and completely forget about the fact that there's, there's a fucking match going on in the ring. I See, I don't disagree
1: with your take on what commentary should be. My uh-huh. issue and what I'm taking exception with is your notion that this is anything different than what we've ever seen. Lawler spent most of his career trying to get his fucking one-liners over. That was pretty much all he did most of the time. Um so I'm not sure that was focusing or putting over the match or doing anything. To I think this has been a broken system in commentary in WWE for a while.
0: Well, then you're not disagreeing with me.
1: No, I'm not disagreeing. I'm not because I, I, nev-
0: I never, I never, never said that that this has gotten worse. You I just held it this up sucked.
1: to this is not how the guys like Jim Ross and Jerry Lawler used to do things, and I'm saying because they, because they, they, they weren't much it. They bad. weren't further
0: no. off that far off. There it's it's not the same as when you go to, to an independent promotion and hear the commentary and that, or when you listen to Ring of Honor, you know, commentary stuff like that. Those ones are going to be be a much better example of what you're supposed to do on commentary. Oh,
1: I agree, and I've done yeah. the commentary plenty of times. I get what you're saying, and that's absolutely correct. That's how it should be. My only point of contention here is that I don't think that's how it's really ever been in WWE. I think you're looking back fondly on stuff in a way that it didn't actually happen. Okay. Adam, what's your take on that?
2: <laughs> um, I mean, I have not been Michael Cole's biggest, uh, biggest fan for quite a while now. But, uh, and I will agree, I will agree that the, the commentary during this show was not, uh, was not great. Um especially during I think the Royal Rumble itself really suffered from these guys you know, just kind of sniping at each other but uh it's uh yeah, it's uh, i 'm kind of on, on the fence between the both of you it is it is sometimes it does harm the show, but it is a product of the product it is a product of Vince and how he wants these things to to run so
1: it's also it's, I think that the people involved because when you have uh Corey sniping at... um What's his name there? Uh, Byron. Yeah. Shut up, Paul. Saxton. Yeah. Uh, but when he's on NXT and even Marie's coming out and he's telling Tom Phillips to shut up, it was okay. Uh, yeah. It was done better. I just think it's a product somewhat of the people involved and in their la- total lack of chemistry.
0: Yeah, it's also the fact that uh, the commentary team continues to um, at this point seems to revel in any time that they make a screw up they don't cover for each other when screw-ups happen they call it out and point, right. and point fingers at it yeah um, and also it's it's the little things too because you know if if a, if a move gets botched you know typically that's where your commentating team is supposed to be like he did he might not he, oh he didn't get all of that <laughs> you know. And we're going to talk about it here in a little bit here with, with uh, uh, Mr. Jinder Mahal. But Jeff Hardy completely whiffed on a move. Jinder hits the dirt. And instead of them being like, oh, he, he didn't get all of that. He got he just clicked a little bit. You've got Corey Graves sitting there being like, well, maybe there was a ploy by Jinder. Like, don't call out Did, the fact that the guy
1: completely fucking whiffed on a move. Didn't they put it over where, like, oh, the impact of Hardy hitting the mat must have knocked Jinder off his feet or something? <laughs>
0: Yeah, they
2: tried, they tried
0: that too. So they yeah, did they, they they try to cover it. it. They tried that after Corey Graves said, flat out said that Hardy didn't make contact with them, and that this was a ploy by Jinder well, by, by fake hitting the mat,
1: which okay. doesn't make any sense. Why would he do that? Okay, but again, Troy, and again, I say this is somebody who's done wrestling commentary. You have to, as an announcer, have some credibility to your fans, and when it's that blatant and that obvious, and we're living in the era of hd and 4k and the crowd is seeing everything you lose some credibility as an announcer if you don't if you try to put that over as having made contact
0: all right well we're going to get to more to more of this commentary talk during the greatest royal rumble discussion uh but we're going to go ahead and move right along here yes go ahead adam
2: if i can just say one positive thing about the commentary team i think i think byron looked really good in the bright green
0: there you go there you go. Good call. Alright, speaking of the United States Championship match, Jeff Hardy took on Jinder Mahal, and of course won.
1: And yeah, it's I, a, I didn't watch this a, one. Force. <laughs> as soon as uh, Jinder Mahal came out, I stopped watching.
0: So. <laughs> uh, the match itself was a pretty standard Mahal yeah. match, pretty standard Matt, or Jeff Hardy match as well, uh, just kind of whatever it was what it was it was it was a means to an end we had to yeah. we had had to have jinder get his rematch we had to put a brown guy on the show <laughs> um but we didn't want to put him over because of the fact that you know it's jeff hardy and that would have screwed up everything if you would have had one championship change hands in the mid card because then it would have made it so you had to move the other other one and we didn't want to do that and there's uh, no so events yes.
1: coming up where you could have moved that other title if you needed to and not had to do it here as a <laughs>
2: Did you, ba- did you guys know that? Did you guys know the Backlash is the first co-branded pay-per-view?
0: No, it's not.
1: <laughs> I'm still confused because I was led to believe that Survivor Series was the only <laughs> time every year Raw and SmackDown superstars competed in head-to-head competition.
0: Yeah, so this is this is another thing with the uh, uh, with the commentary. You know, we we can bitch about the way that they do things, but also this was just sloppy commentating throughout this whole thing because there was there was a lot of mistakes. You had Michael Cole claiming that Sergeant Slaughter's dead. You yeah. had <laughs> um, I'm I'm just gonna I, I wrote it down in the sheet so I wouldn't forget it. I'm just gonna say it here. You had Corey Graves yell the Balor, or no, it was uh Cole said the Balor Club has finally come to Asia. Did we forget about Beast in the Yeast? Because the Balor Club was on that show, and that was in Japan, and Japan is in Asia. Not counting the fact well, that Finn Balor, of course, wrestled in Japan for fucking, like, a decade. But that was Bullet uh, Club, not Balor Club. Right. But, again, he wrestled as Finn Balor in Japan. He didn't say show. Finn
1: Balor has come to Asia. He said Balor
0: Club. Well, I... It, I, Look. Goddamn, pal, Semantics! Well, Corey Graves is on my side here because he did call it out and he did say Cole, I think Ballot Club has been was in Asia before. Corey Graves, the one that called it Bullet Club like two weeks ago. <laughs> and again, I mean that's because this is a dude who's still taking independent bookings, by the way, which I was kinda surprised. He still shows up to some fucking events. He's going to be in an event pretty soon with the Bullet Club on it, so I don't I don't don't you know. It's stupid. Why do you fucking call it the Balor Club? You have a have a team called the Club who now are no longer associated with Finn Balor.
1: Well, uh, AJ got custody of them in the divorce.
0: Right. right. That's true. That's true. Uh, but Balor club, club is for everybody, not in Saudi Arabia. All right, so... Can, um, can, can we blame this on jet lag, or...? <laughs> I mean, we can try, but they, <laughs> but they but they did they did two shows before this. I
2: mean, Graves here, so. Graves made, Graves made up the fact that he had a speech impediment two weeks ago when he said Bullet Club on Raw. So
0: yeah, that's true. Well, they, all all fucking three of these these guys proceeded to have a speech impediment this night because there was a lot. The the matches were sloppy and the fucking commentating was sloppy. But we're gonna get to that uh, because first we've got AJ Styles and Shinsuke Kak Nakamura, who fought to a double fucking countouts.
1: Okay. I did watch this one, and the thing I will say about this, first off, is comparing this to their WrestleMania match, I found this one much more enjoyable with the heel-face dynamic in play that we didn't have at WrestleMania. Um, I thought it added tension. I thought it added some some heat to the match that wasn't there at WrestleMania. Um, The ending was fucking brutal. Um, especially in the scope of what we're going to talk about later, what their match on Sunday is going to be. All you needed to do was another good dick shot, and it would have fit Mm -hmm. the storyline, it would have made sense, and it would have fit with where you were going. The double countout finish makes no fucking sense.
0: Right. Exactly. Yeah, I'm I'm with you on that. Uh, we did get another cockshot in this match because of course we did. Uh, I'm really hoping that uh, that this gimmick continues by the time that they make the next WWE <laughs> game, so that could be one of his setup moves.
1: My favorite thing <laughs> in the world. My favorite thing in the world right now is the face Shinsuke makes as he holds his hand.
2: Yeah, up in his deck. Oh, got the yeah. one on the one on SmackDown this week was really good.
0: Yeah. I was because that...
2: they just they held it for. Just that, like, second and a half too long.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, I was kind of bummed that we still haven't gotten the, the, the maneuver that I want to see when AJ Styles goes for the phenomenal forearm and gets cockshotted right in the fucking midair. But maybe <laughs> we'll get that at back rash. So, but yeah, this, uh, this match, actually, yes, I agree with you, it was really good, uh, then the finish just kind of fucking... Yeah, you know, it was like yeah, th- it was like uh like like we were getting a really good fucking blowjob, and uh, then the chick just pulled out and gave you a hand job until you came on your belly. Or the NXT Women's Championship belt. That's true. That's true. <laughs> yep. That's it. All right. So and we had the IC, the IC Championship <laughs> took place as Seth Rollins, Finn Balor, The Miz, and Samoa Joe took on each other in a ladder match, and uh, I'm gonna go ahead and say, was this not the best that the Miz has looked in a fucking decade.
2: This was absolutely my match of the night, for sure. This this whole thing, I uh, love the I, I love the, the finish here. Uh, the joke kind of, or you know Seth kind of stealing it from Finn. I thought all, all four of them looked great. This I think was my favorite match on the show.
1: When you say best in the decade, are you talking about like no, in I, ring or? In no, ring,
2: best, best
0: of the night is what I said. Oh, you're no, no, I said, I said gotcha. this is the best that the misses looked in ring. In
1: because the I, 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 would harken back to his match. I forget what the pay per view it was, but his match, you know, title versus career with Ziggler, I think, was one of his finer moments. Yeah, I, I think I that was that. probably better than this <clears> one for me. Uh, just because the, the realism, the the emotion rolled into that match I thought added to it that this one just sorta of didn't
0: have. Um maybe, maybe it's just maybe it was just comparatively because the Miz definitely looked very crisp here. Um he was getting in some great offense and, and he looked like he was a fucking man on a mission on this but, one to me.
1: And he's also in there with three of the absolute best in the world, so yeah, yeah but helps. he held his own. It's no sure guys he was with. Oh, I, um, I you know you've you've been on this show. I mean, I'm a huge proponent of The Miz. I, I by no means am I slighting him. I'm just saying. Oh yeah. When you're working with that level of competition, it forces you to raise your game.
0: Right on. Um, I I specifically loved the, uh, um, the when Samoa Joe proceeded to to powerbomb a motherfucker who was doing a superplex to the motherfucker, and then just the little smile on his face as he fell back into the ropes. Uh, was just great selling for him to be like, yeah, I fucking did that.
2: Uh,
1: <laughs> was that at all similar to when Authors of Pain powerbomb Motherfucker
0: Number One onto Motherfucker Number Two? And
2: very similar. Very except, similar no, yeah. except nobody got crippled this
0: time. Yeah. <laughs> um, I I really I really loved Samoa Joe and Finn Bella going back and forth and and them just making it that Joe just could not be fucking put down long enough for Finn to do anything about it. Um, Adam, you said that you love the finish. I actually thought the finish made Finn better look like a fucking moron because he didn't because because it took Seth a little too long to take that belt down. So Finn was just like ah ah ah, ah, ah. and it's just like just punch him, dude, hit him <laughs> in the fucking dick, shove him off, like do something. He was just like yeah. reaching for the belt. Go it just took a Nakamura.
1: Yeah, it just <laughs> took a little
0: too long for Seth to get that belt down, so, like, the move was cool for him to jump on the side and be right up there, but then, yeah, it made him look a little dumb because of the fact that it did take Seth a little bit longer to take the belt down that it should have.
1: It's like, Seth, get that belt down faster than your ex-Nazi girlfriend.
0: That's right.
2: <laughs> going going back a step, because I didn't by
1: actually... I buy that for the fact, I mean, his ex-girlfriend who is a Nazi, not that she's an ex-Nazi. I don't know, she's probably very happily <laughs> a current Nazi. <laughs>
2: That's true. Because I didn't actually get the chance to comment on the WWE title match. Not having having since the last time I was on the show it was before WrestleMania. I just wanted to say that I fucking love Heel Shinsuke Nakamura. It is one of my favorite things on SmackDown right now.
1: Oh, it's one of the best it's, things in the company right it's now.
2: It's great. He
1: is it's just so, leaps and bounds better as a fucking heel. Yeah, the new theme song. That's just uh, the facials. The, the attitude, weird, the weird shit that he does in the ring is just so, so much so, more effective as a heel. So
2: oh,
0: fucking yeah! Oh. Oh. And it's very unnerving too. Because you just—he's very unpredictable, and just when he talks to people, you kind of like when he talks to to the people in the, in the back, the backstage interviewers. You kind of feel like he's leering at them a little bit too. So I think that there's a little added aspect of that too. Um, but yeah, my—they need to make a shirt with it saying "I know speak English." Uh, <laughs> Watch your nuts. Yeah. But uh, yeah, they definitely need to have that in a shirt too. Shins- Shinsuke Kak Nakamura. Uh, so part three, why the fuck do commentary call him Shin?
1: That's just a nickname that he's it's had. It's so
0: fucking annoying to me, though. It's they've called
1: him that since Japan. It's not just them. It's just been a thing.
0: It just it 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 feels like nobody has ever called him that until the commentary. Nobody still calls him that other than the commentators. That's not true. So, you
1: hear some of the guys refer to him as that during promos and
0: things like that. I don't know. It just it it feels. It feels very much like when they, they try to claim that they're like buddy-buddy. Like Coachman has a go-to where he's always like, I talked to this guy in the back before. It's like, no, you fucking didn't. That talent doesn't talk to you, motherfucker. I talked to Samoa Joe in the back. Dude, Samoa Joe isn't talking to anybody in the back. They've been I, doing I, that for years, though. I know they've been doing it for years, but I'm just I'm just saying. like that that it, It's the same little thing in my bag of my mind, which is like, I don't believe for a second that you talk to that guy. Yeah. I don't believe for a second that you're friends with Shinsuke Nakamura that you call him Shin.
1: I don't know that that's true. I mean, every episode of Raw, when Cena comes out, he makes it a point to stop and high-five Coachman.
0: Well, he is a douchebag. So, um, but again, like I said, you know, since we don't really know if he's heel or face, like the entire team is big show at this point. The entire commentary team is just a, just a bunch of big shows. Whatever match they decide to do, that that's that's what they're going to be this day. Um, so, anyways, unless we've got unless Adam, you've got anything else to say about the I C championship match? Uh, we've got a match. Or if that we I'm let
1: sure... Adam have a comment about the world championship match.
0: Oh, that's right. You were still talking about that, weren't you? Did you quit? Did are you died? gonna talk? Did he die? Are you are you gonna talk? Did you
1: die? So, so this is still on there.
0: Oh. Okay. Well, apparently Adam has. Did <laughs> we die? I know only you did. Sweet. All right. I think I think him. Nakamura just hit him in the nuts. Oh, there
1: you go. <laughs> Not. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Correct. Just the one.
0: I said, I said, unless you had something else to say about the WWE Championship match or the IC Championship match.
2: I don't know. My Wi-Fi likes to cack out in inopportune moments. Oh,
1: no,
0: okay. We can move on. Okay. Uh, so we I, had, because uh, his let's...
1: Wi-Fi beautifully cut out at the right moment, it
0: sounded like something like cack addict. So I, I heard it, too. <laughs> I just wasn't going to say anything. <laughs> Um, <laughs> Brock Lesnar took on Roman Reigns in a goddamn steel cage match. Uh, and so this is going to be an interesting take for one here who decides to talk about the ending of this match because Roman Reigns speared Brock Lesnar through the side of the cage. And I got the point for
1: prediction of that. No, you didn't. He was the first one to touch the floor. That's the rule of
0: the match. He won, right? He, no. Brock Lesnar won. No, he did Because WWE is inconsistent on their things, so they claim that. No, Lesner no, no, won. no, no. Chad Patton said he made the
1: wrong call and apologized on Twitter. So if he made the wrong call, I made the correct prediction.
2: Then and that the, would the, mean the the referee's decision is final. Yes, the
0: referee's decision is and, final. And but unless he's ad-
1: not. He admitted to being wrong. The predictions are not final until I say they're final. So <laughs> that's not how this game works. <laughs> that's exactly how this game
0: works. Uh, anyways, uh, so yeah, so Brock you Lesnar, know it's
2: good. You know it's good when the commentary team has to make excuses for what the rules actually are during the finish yeah. of the match.
0: Because in case you, in case you forgot, and we're going to get to it in a second, because this is this is not even the most egregious referee failure of the night that comes in the greatest Royal Rumble. In case you you aren't aware, uh, we had Kofi motherfucking Kingston stand on a plate of pancakes, and. Was still on the match because his feet didn't touch the ground. But apparently Brock Lesnar, uh, not a, a steel cage, is not as as important as a plate of pancakes because Lesnar was declared the winner despite the fact that he did not fucking touch the, the both feet to the floor. Motherfucking Roman Reigns did. And so yeah, so Brock Lesnar is still the champion. Roman Reigns uh, got the shit boot out of him uh, in Montreal on Monday because of the fact that he said he was still champion, and nobody seemed to fucking care. So, yeah. see, even Roman Reigns says I win predictions.
1: No, um, because you would tie. No, no, because I got fifty points for the greatest Royal Rumble. You didn't. <laughs> That's the way it works, man. I don't make these rules. I can't help it.
0: I got fifty points because I, think, I, I, think I got a do, point though. for. I got a point for every every minute that Daniel Bryan was in the match, so I got a hundred and fucking. <laughs> Uh, 16. <laughs> so
2: there you go. You 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 are aware that an hour is not 100 minutes, right? <laughs> I, <don't know.
1: laughs> I get so- I get 100 <laughs> points for every time you fuck
0: up math. So I just won again, motherfucker. <laughs> well, look, man, I'm Scott Steiner's son. What do you expect? <laughs> uh, so uh, to get this a little bit back on track, you gotta
2: suck my dick or what? <laughs>
0: Adam, what? Adam, what did you feel about the Universal Championship match? <laughs> I think he just told you. Oh, okay. <laughs> All right,
1: cool. All right, so... I liked the match for what it was, you know? It was hard-hitting. I thought it was physical. I thought it told a story. I thought the ending... Well, I didn't like it. I thought it left potential for both guys to still come out strong. Um, You know, I'm sure it was pretty much what they were looking to do, and they accomplished it.
2: I don't... I I, I don't think I would... uh... Oh, I'm trying to how I'm I think I would like the match more if the finish hadn't been so shitty. If this if this match had had an actual, you know, an actual finish that where it wasn't them just fucking with the rules just for the sake of fucking with the rules and making you know oh if Brock Lesnar wins because uh, I, I guess it's his back that uh, touched and that counts. If 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 they had done an actual finish for the match, I don't think I would. I, I think I would like it much more.
1: Well, uh, if they had done a fuck finish that even made sense,
2: yeah, right? so, yeah, exactly, exactly. Like, I think we'd well, all we'd all be fine with I a seemed, fuck finish here. But I seem to recall, yeah. I seem to recall a cage match at one time, at one point, that featured JBL, and like, JBL got taken like through the ring by the, likely the Undertaker or someone, and then crawled out from the apron, and they called him the winner because he was on the floor.
0: Yeah. I see, and and I I would have completely accepted the Stone Cold Big Show finish, where Big yeah. Show threw him into the side of the cage and accidentally let Stone Cold win the match. I would have been fine with that, but yeah, the fact yeah. that it was, you know, Roman Reigns course, who damn believe- near fucking killed himself with the spear. Yeah, well, I believe like, that was yeah, I believe that was huh? Stone Cold and Paul White. Yes. Oh, he was. Still, yeah, that's right. He he. They did call him Paul White when he came out. I'm sorry. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> wasn't, I was. Wasn't I was le- the picture yet. I was legitimately concerned for the health of Roman Reigns'
2: neck for a moment at the end of that. At the, yeah. That
0: spear. Jesus. Yeah. He took full force of his fucking head into into the ground and onto his steel cage, which apparently isn't as you know permeable as the fucking plate of pancakes. So, uh, maybe it wasn't that bad. Uh, but, yeah, so the end of this match definitely fucking ruined it. And, of course, Brock Lesnar is well on his way to defeating CM Punk's modern-day record. There was his fucking asterisk after asterisk after asterisk on that of, yeah. you know, champions. The big difference, of course, is that despite the fact that CM Punk is a quitter, uh, he did actually defend the belt. So, yeah he, yeah, he was actually there all the time. Yeah, exactly. He was there Every weekend. Week. Yeah. Yep. Uh, so moving right along. By the way, the uh, fuck yep. CM Punk. Of <laughs> course. So, Dash, moving right along. The- Go ahead, finish your fucking thoughts so I can get I'll on the show. you Jason's open. Oh, okay. What? He just wanted you to repeat the same thing you said before. Just edit it and post. <laughs> uh, all right, so, so that brings us to our 50 man Royal Rumble, the greatest Royal Rumble. Uh, a couple of notes here that I put down. First, why can't Cole ever remember that fourth person that won coming in at one or two? I don't know um <laughs> and of course chris jericho has been hitting the gym uh jim's donut shop because he looked bad as hell all right so in this match we had <laughs> 41 of the 50 people in this match were not on the main card of wrestlemania because we essentially took everyone that was in the end the giant and threw it of this but we also added a couple more people and the special people that we had in this match show up was mark henry Hiroki Sumi, because is dead, Hornswoggle, Tucker Knight, Rey Mysterio, Roderick Strong, Baba Booey, Baba Booey, Howard Stern's penis, Dan Matha, The Great Khali, Chris <laughs> Jericho. <laughs> and we got, we set a couple records with a couple asterisks. Braun Strowman elated, eliminated 13 motherfuckers, breaking Roman's red record. Well, about that. <laughs> I just love the fact you put Dan Matha. <laughs> <laughs> Dan Matha was in the match. That's not a joke. He was in the match. I know. Uh, so Braun Strowman... And that's eliminated. the
1: last time we've seen him since his debut when Samoa Joe choked him the fuck out on NXT <laughs> like
0: two years or like three was years just ago.
2: Gonna, I was just going to mention that. They built him up for weeks and wanted him to get squashed by Joe. And then uh, And
1: apparently Hiroki Sumi was there because he, they thought the Saudi prince wouldn't know the difference between him and Yokozuna. Right. <laughs> right.
0: I'm not sure what Baba Bababooeya Baba Howard Stern's penis was there for other than a giant stare down between two big fucking tall guys with him and Braun Strowman. But... Um so yeah, so they are saying of course that Braun Strowman eliminated thirteen motherfuckers, but he didn't really because Shane McMahon never got eliminated in this match. Shane McMahon went o- under the bottom rope and then went to the top rope and then got choke slammed off of that. He was never right. went thrown over the top rope, so he was never eliminated. Second, hey. Hornswoggle hey. was never eliminated. Because Hornswoggle went under the bottom under the second rope in order to do his tadpole splash before getting knocked off the top. So he also wasn't eliminated. So the actual <laughs> winner of this match.
1: I think <laughs> if you get knocked off the top, that's always been a rule you're yeah.
2: you're eliminated.
1: Yeah. I don't I feel I don't like think I've so seen that in the I'm the with Royal Jason I'm proper.
2: Because they always talk about how dangerous dangerous it is to go to the top rope during a Royal Roll. Yeah.
0: But we have had we've had the same exact thing happen where somebody went under the under the top rope. Went, climbed to to the top, got knocked off, and was still in a match. I don't remember that. I like, know that for a fact that this yeah, happened. I'm going to need, so need you to cite some sources on yeah. that. All right, I'll definitely do that. Uh, the other, yeah, other pick, pick record... it didn't happen. Right on. Dan O'Brien lasted one hour and 60 minutes, besting Rey Mysterio's record of one hour and two minutes, and he also got a fucking... Uh, his chest turned into ground beef by Roderick Strong. Uh, so much so that he was not cleared to wrestle. And then, of course, wrestles a dark match. So,
1: yeah. Yeah, against um, Nakamura, want to guess how that ended. Chest
0: yeah, infection. He had a chest infection. Apparently, Roderick Strong has been uh, doesn't clean his arms, I guess. <laughs> um, so, of, of the special guys, we had a lot of NXT guys who spent under five minutes in this match. Uh, Tucker Knight was the only one that got a sustained kind of push here. Uh, because Baba Babatunde got taken out pretty early. Dan Matha continued his streak of showing up and just getting jobbed out. <laughs> uh, Roderick Strong spent a little bit of time here, beat the shit out of Danny Bryan, and then got eliminated. Um,
2: My, Mike canellis Mike may have set a new record. They, they, no, they, he didn't. They, they, no he that didn't. Over. they confirmed <laughs> it on Raw. On, uh, they,
0: they, they not only confirmed it, they turned it into a story on WWE.com yeah. because Mike canellis was cheering the fact that he didn't break a record uh, which actually was a decent promo. If you haven't seen that, go to com and check that out. Uh, but yes, he was told that he lasted 2.49 seconds. So he actually lasted longer than Santino Morello's one second. And so he did not set a record.
1: Conversely, when he got Maria pregnant, he also lasted two point
0: four seconds. And I don't blame him. <laughs> be difficult, man um yeah other than that uh we we brought in some fucking nobody hiroki sumi who i have no fucking clue to immediately get fucking thrown out by mark henry uh mark henry had a nice little run here which was kind of cool for him for a retired guy for a retired guy yep um the great khali was the great khali uh chris jericho came out and of course you know kind of continued his his feud with ko um other than that, uh, some other, just, just for my end of things, some other things that I really enjoyed. I liked uh, Kevin Owens trying to rally everybody to try to get uh, Braun Strowman out. Uh, that was kind of a cool moment. Um, I like the fact that Sami Zayn was in this match. Oh, wait, never mind, he wasn't. Uh, <laughs> uh, and then, of course, the finish, um, you know... Daniel Bryan gets po- gets gets punked out by Big Cass, and so then Braun Strowman throws Big Cass over the top rope, and Braun Strowman gets a gigantic gaudy green championship belt,
1: which they used in his uh, screenshot on Raw,
0: which now they have stopped using online. So so much for that. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, let's go with Adam. What'd you think of this match?
2: Yeah, this uh, this match along with this event reminded me of those. Pyramid scheme, multi-level marketing things. You know that, that it works thing where they're like, we call it the greatest Royal Rumble, so we can say it's the greatest Royal Rumble and not get in trouble for false advertising.
0: It's huge, uh, huge. It's it was this there's, there's, well, greatest I, there's, well,
1: Royal Rumble oh, of all time. It's huge. It's
2: the greatest. It's the greatest Royal Rumble. It's the biggest.
0: Well, that's, giant that's, trophy. Well, this broke down fast.
2: Uh, <laughs> I just don't, I just, this whole thing is just pointless, because you get a trophy and a, a belt that we're never going to see after this week. All right,
1: so my biggest thing here is, what I saw was, you take 50 motherfuckers, and that's a great way to kill the crowd, because this guy was <laughs> fucking dead after, like, the first, but, after the first 10, you know, 10, 9, 8, said they were fucking done, so.
2: But we we did get Sliders O'Neill.
0: We did, Well, and. And, and this was the issue was the fact that most of these guys were mid-card to lower mid-card guys so how are you going to get the crowd I- I- interested when you had maybe 10 people out of this match that they actually gave a shit about like they didn't care about Primo fucking Cologne coming out yeah. <laughs> You know they didn't care about Sin Cara who got a sustained run in there um, you know they, there was a nice little pop for Elias who who I thought had one of the better entrances where he came out and singing and then suddenly it was just like oh wait Threw his guitar down and realized that he could eliminate three motherfuckers at once. Uh, so that was kind of nice. He got a, a really good fucking sustained run and, and really got put over here. And of course, this brings me to point five. I think we're at point five of my commentary bitching uh, because fucking Michael Cole ruined this fucking <laughs> last thing for me because they're they he was so fucking annoying with it. Um, you know, I I get it that that's kind of the gimmick now, but it's not a good gimmick. Like. I get that they use Vicky Guerrero as a screeching harpy bitch, but I don't like the fucking gimmick. It's annoying to me. I don't like annoying gimmicks. Because Cole, like I said, it plays the fence on healer face. He's not a full-on on heel, so why the fuck is he sucking Elias' dick every time you go to the time? Elias fucking shows up there. It doesn't make any fucking sense. Uh, the only thing that was that was kind of good about it was Elias actually calling out for Cole for help during, during when he was about to get eliminated. Uh, but then of course the commentary immediately ruined it by calling out the fact that that happened so uh, but yeah like I said it I, I hated that I hated the fact that we you know there was a lot of lot of younger talent that came out here and again the commentary team just didn't really give a shit about it they made Mike Cornelis a joke of course they made Titus O'Neill a joke but I, at that point I mean you kind of had to <laughs> I get that one uh, there was no coming back from that um, and mm. And yes, uh, as somebody correctly pointed out online, if this would have been the normal ring, Taito Senile would be fucking dead because they normally have giant LED screens on the side of their rings instead of the normal cloth. I don't
1: know that would oh, be Dude, dead. They, if, People get slammed into those screens <laughs> on the regs. So yeah.
2: if if he had been if he had been a few inches to the right or a few inches higher, he would have gone right into the fucking strut up on, the, on the ring
0: apron. Yeah. Yeah, he probably would not have been on the next night and yeah, of course he would, have because, slid, he
2: would have slid all the way under the ring and never come back out
0: that's right and so, of course because of the fact that it's WWE we have to draw you know just fucking melt this for every fucking sentence worth Titus O'Neill proceeded to show up on Raw and Fake Trip so so let's go over- that was that was strategery
1: Mm-hmm. overall thoughts of this show and in general and the the first ever live wrestling event in Saudi Arabia
0: uh I thought it was a waste of time um I was I was pissed off because I like I said I'm I'm a huge Royal Rumble fan and and this drew me in I wasn't gonna watch or gonna watch this show if it would have just been a normal like a beast in the with the yeast infection where it was just like a normal normal card over that, because I already had issues going into it with, once it kind of started coming to light about a lot of these things, you know, the women obviously getting left behind pissed me off. Um, But then, but then for them to turn around and not let Sami Zayn go in there because, you know, he's of Syrian descent, which at first came out that Sammy asked not to be there. Then of course the real news came out that he was told he wasn't going to be there. Um, That's another thing where it's just like, you, it is supposed to go both ways. It's supposed to be, you know, we'll, we'll respect your culture, but you gotta respect ours as well. And it was none of that. It was just like, oh no, 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 we'll we'll make the guys cover up their crosses because you all don't like Jesus, and we'll we'll go ahead and make sure that we don't uh, don't let Finn Balor come out in his fucking gay gear, and we're gonna make sure that we don't have the Syrian guy come out. But what we will do is we'll have two Iranian guys come out here and almost get fucking killed in your country for comedy. <laughs> yeah. So. So yeah, so there was that issue as well. Uh, it was cool to see Sean Devari back. I'd, I'd love to see them too as a tag team if they ever decide to make cruiserweight tag team titles. But um,
1: well, they yeah. broke up Hideo and his partner. They did. Way, so. yeah.
0: yeah, well, they they have a thousand fucking. They can bring up bring up H M O five from fucking uh, NXT and make them <laughs> the the tag We got the
2: we got the debut of Kona Reeves on on NXT this week. So I guess we're supposed to forget that he's creepy. Because
0: they don't I mention guess. that anymore. I uh, guess. Um, so yeah. So for so, so for me, um, I I wasn't impressed with it at all. Like I said, most of the wrestling yeah. match. Well, most of the matches were botched, met, met filled. Well, uh, commentary ruined a lot of it for me as well, and just unhappy altogether with what they made their what the position that they put their fucking staff in as well.
2: Yeah. I I'm glad that I watched. Uh, I'm not gonna say most of it because I don't watch most of it, but I'm glad that I at least watched some of it live. Because if I hadn't done that and I had gone to the network to watch it afterwards and seen five hours, I would have been fuck that and not watched any of it. Um, but like, like I said earlier, it took me it took me three three tries to get through the whole the whole thing, uh, you know, from from beginning to end. But as I said before, I think a lot of the matches felt. Kind of, kind of stunted to me. A lot of them felt that you know that, that they didn't last as long as if they felt like they should. Um, they, they, you know, made such a big deal about it, the fact that there were seven titles on the line, and the only new champions we had coming out of the show was for the belt that didn't have champions going into the show. Um, yeah, the whole thing. I think, I think actually, I think it was Sal put it best in the host thread that this was a glorified house show with pyro, mm-hmm. and goddamn, was there pyro. Yep,
0: and Jason.
1: Well, I, you know, I just think we found out exactly what price the women's revolution has in that price yeah. is apparently 200 million. Yep. Um um
0: yeah. I I I think that price probably I, I think for 20 million they would throw their fucking women in a dumpster. Mm-hmm. I don't I don't I, I don't think that 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 was like the, that they bargained up to that. No. I think that they that was their that they got offered 200 million and they're like sold and it's like can we bring the women? No. Nope. All right, that's fine. Whatever. <laughs> Yeah, I, we'll, I just we'll I, use we'll use like a quarter of a million dollars of that to pay them.
1: I, I just I talked about it on the show last week. I mean, all you heard was this is the beginning of change. This is blah blah blah. And, um,
2: oh, sorry, sorry, we showed that commercial with a girl in it.
1: Right, and you you hear shit like that, and that, and you look at Abu Dhabi and the chance of this is hope, uh, during Sasha and Alexis, and this yeah. is not that. No. And people need to stop comparing the two. This is not a situation where they're going to go, this is not Rocky, where you know he's going to go fight and he's going to win over the Russian crowd. They're not going to go tomorrow and go, you know what, that wrestling show convinced me that maybe we should have women. And they, no, they subjugate their women. They abuse their women. They stone their fucking women to death. And honestly, I find it... Contemptible from a morality standpoint, from a business standpoint, and just as a fan of the product, that they went through with this. And the more I've heard of the aftermath, uh, the more sort of grossed out I am by the whole thing.
0: Yeah, um, I saw I saw Sasha Banks tweeted out, "I'm so inspired" during this event, uh, which which was great on her on her part. <laughs> um, of course, we got to remember that uh, um, there are. Some not openly gay wrestlers currently on the WWE roster that went over to Saudi Arabia. Um, And, of course, if Darren Young was still employed, he definitely would not have been allowed to come over with them. Um, And then, yeah, leaving behind the talent is one thing, but there are also other women that work for the company behind the scenes on things that also were left home. That probably, yeah, Stephanie McMahon didn't show up. Uh, but I was talking more along the lines of like producers and and things like that. Uh, I I don't know if they got paid or not. But who do you, go go ahead. Who do you think did the makeup for the show? <laughs> That's a good question on that. Um, hopefully that hopefully they all well I guess they they do have. I, I McKay, believe it was Robbie the Giant.
2: <laughs> all right. Good pull. Good
0: pull. Uh, and, and we'll 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 see you
2: in November, Saudi Arabia. Yep. Yeah, we'll see you in November.
1: Yeah, I, uh, I can tell you right now I won't be watching that show. See so all fuckers will be reviewing that shit without me.
0: Yeah. Uh, I don't think that we're gonna be reviewing it at all. Yeah. Because uh neither of our of the main hosts are gonna be watching it. So because I, w- I will not watch another fucking Saudi Arabian show. Like I said, I got pulled in because it was a Royal Rumble match and I was heavily disappointed yeah. because I was expecting more than the only recognizable person being Chris Jericho as a surprise entrant, because I don't give a fuck about Rey Mysterio. He was just on the last Royal Rumble. That's just his thing now. He just shows up whenever Royal Rumble happens. Yeah. So, yeah, I, you know, fuck that. So moving right along, though. Uh, we've got right, so
1: why don't we do this? Let's. We're already running long. We still got backlash. Let's each pick a topic out of the perfect ten, and we'll just go with that.
0: All right. I'll go first. I pick a moment of bliss. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> ah, that's right. Uh, because Jason so lovingly was able to to put over the moment of bliss last week. Uh, this one, while maybe not quite as good as the first one, still <laughs> fucking good. It was
2: still amazing. Yes.
0: So of course, <laughs> you, just, we can,
2: you, you yeah. just you just sit in them.
0: Yeah. So, of course, we had uh, Alexa Bliss continuing to be out with her breast implants uh, or whatever she got or nose job, whatever she got fucking done, uh, proceeded to bring. us. Oh, another... we
1: know what she got done. <laughs> yeah.
0: um, and so it's glorious. Told... Yeah. So she proceeded to tell a story of the time that her Nia Jax took a trip to Disney World and uh, Nia Jax, because she's a bully, apparently continued to go around and asked every one of the the ride operators if Alexa was tall enough for the rides, uh, then asked if she was tall enough to go on the teacup ride, which is, of course, a cup that you sit in. (laughs) Uh, Then, of course, she she proceeded. My favorite part of the
2: whole goddamn thing.
0: Uh, then, (laughs) then Then the two of them needed to get something to eat, and Nia Jax insisted that Alexa Bliss get a child's menu. And she sat there with two turkey drums, turkey legs in her hand,
2: <laughs> that, she, that she presumably stole from a homeless person, if last right. week is
0: to be believed. That's, that is true. Yep. Yeah. She's a big uh, fan person. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, this this continues to just be fucking tremendous. Um, it, it's I don't I don't know if Alexa's writing this or who's writing this, but this is fucking gold. Whoever whoever is writing this needs praise because. Uh, this is a great way to continue to put over Alexa without having her on the show. Um yeah, it's the, the the delusional fact that Alexa thinks that Nia Jax is a bully is great. Uh and and I for what, even even when Alexa is, is cleared to take a bump on them titties, I I prefer that they continue to do a moment of bliss every once in a while too.
1: And when she is cleared to take said bump, I will be
2: the crash pad.
0: That's right. <laughs> yeah. All all right, you, you, take, pick. you take her top, I'll take her bottom, all right?
2: Front front bumps only. Um which one should I go with here?
0: You you can choose something not on the list as well, too.
2: Mm. Yeah, I think we could talk about we can talk about uh, Tommaso again though. Um so last week on NXT. That's uh, I was know, pick. Gargano came out and uh, and talked about uh you know how great it was to be back and how he still he wanted his NXT title shot and Alistair Black came out and said, "You know what? Let's do this." And then, you know, we get the main event. We get—I uh, I, honestly—they—they they completely worked me on this because I, I thought that we were just going to end the show with Gargano going away in the in the uh, in the ambulance. But uh, Johnny comes out for for his entrance and immediately gets attacked by Ciampa, Gets the shit beaten out of him by by Tomasa Champa. Gets put through another table gets has to get you know loaded onto a stretcher has to get rolled out has to get put into an ambulance and another great shot of Tommaso Ciampa being an asshole after the ambulance pulls away the camera pans up to the top of a a storage container and Johnny and uh, Tommaso Ciampa is standing on top of the storage container in a Johnny wrestling t-shirt waving goodbye to the ambulance (laughs) So we get, I think, uh, it worked really well to both forward the Gargano Champa thing and also kind of put a post date on the Gargano Alistair Black thing uh, for that title match. Plus, they also kind of played into it this week. If uh, I don't know if you, I don't know if you guys got to watch NXT this week or yeah, not. Aware, Candice, uh, Candace had a match against, um, I'm blanking on her name, E.S.T. The one with a really long braid, Bianca Belair. Thank you. Um, where they played it up, where she, you know, she had a, they, she did a promo backstage earlier in the night, where you know she got, to, they were asking her about, you know, how's Johnny, and she had to cut it short because she needed to focus on her match. And then, you know, during the match itself, you know, you, to the, you know, they played up, you know, that she's kind of distracted by the whole thing, and, and she did end up losing the match. Spoiler alert.
1: Then but. Zelina Vega came in and threw a DIY shirt at her.
2: <laughs> but uh, I, I, again, you know, Johnny Gargano can take a goddamn beating.
1: Yeah, I my only – so first off, with the beatdown uh, from Tommaso to Johnny, hats off to Candace because her acting uh, as the concerned wife there I thought was – Oh, yeah, yeah. Excellent. I thought she did an amazing stop, job. Stop,
2: stop trying to move. Stop, stop yeah. moving,
1: Johnny. To me, she was she sort of came across as the star of that segment and really sold yeah. it as being legitimate. Uh, yeah. My only issue was the <laughs> –
2: for those of you listening at home, a picture of a half-shaved hornswoggle just popped up in the uh, in the perfect time with no, no explanation whatsoever.
0: <laughs> well done, Troy. Proceed. Oh, well, <laughs> and also, I, I need to correct you. I think that you mean uh, Mrs. Johnny Carcano. She is subjugated and doesn't deserve her first name. Fuck you, what's NXT? We've,
2: uh, I think we've lost Jason. <laughs> uh,
1: so Jim Ross's wife. No. Um, <laughs>
0: there you go. There we go. Uh,
1: um, anyway, so yeah, my only real
2: issue with just, this segment I, I, is I that... I just broke my goddamn chair on that.
1: Uh-oh. My only real issue with this segment was that Johnny Gargano's supposed to be fighting Alistair Black. There's a 25-minute beatdown. Johnny Tommaso Chomp is standing across the truck and asked wheeling Johnny out back finally fucking Alistair
2: Black's walking yeah. out in the back in the in the parking lot with the belt over his shoulder I was about I was about to text the host thread did anybody catch that Alistair Black promo or cameo during the during the final bit with Johnny and then I realized it wasn't the end of the show and then he you know came out to the ring to, to cut his little promo and then we got the Eric Young match yeah it was
1: <laughs> It was really bizarre. Alright.
0: <laughs> Alright, Jason, which one of the which one of the topics would you like to talk about?
1: <laughs> uh I'm stupid tired at this point. That just made it pop. Alright. <laughs> um yeah, I'm gonna go with the fact that I'm really starting to dig Carmella and the Iconics together as a group. I don't know if this is going to be a long term. I thought
2: that might be the one that you went with.
1: Yeah, I don't. I'm not, I don't know if this is going to be a long term faction, but or if it was just sort of a happy accident. But there is a ton of chemistry in this group. The yeah. pairing of the three of them really they're, they're, works on a lot of much levels. Perfect mm-hmm. for each other. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Troy, put <laughs> your dick away. Mm. <laughs>
0: Mm-hmm.
1: He just went full Ken Kniff on us right there. Um, oh yeah. <laughs> uh,
0: nothing yeah. I love more than some iconic girls. Mm. Yeah.
1: <laughs> anyway, I thought you loved that horn picture more. Um Oh yeah. <laughs> but no, I'm I'm really digging this. I'm excited to see where just they go for it to with pop it. Back up. And uh <laughs> If they uh, if this is a full time thing or a long term thing, and they you know, sort of help her keep the title against Charlotte this weekend, um, I'm all for it. I, I'd love to see this as a f- sort of a female faction.
0: Yeah, uh, I think that they do. They do have some great chemistry, and um, you know, Carmella for for the things that that she lacks, the Iconics make up for a lot of it too. Because you know, Carmella is is decent on the mic. But right now, the Iconics are, are just fucking hitting on all cylinders and allowing them to... That's not of, even
1: a Canadian accent. It's a Minnesota accent.
0: Yeah. Um, you know, allowing them to, you know, to talk for Carmela, I think, actually does a good thing. And, and pairing the two of them up with Carmela not only gives them a little bit of heat, but also, you know, allows all three of these, these chicks to get over. So, Adam? Yes. All right. All right. So let's, uh, that'll bring us to uh, predictions. And this time we have uh, a three-way.
1: I predict this show <laughs> is going to be better than The Greatest
0: Royal Rumble.
2: Yeah. <laughs> no shit. Uh,
0: starting things off, we've got Braun Strowman and Bobby Lashley taking Ta- on Kevin Ta- team Owens. Tag Team Specialist Bobby Lashley. Tag Team Specialist Bobby Lashley. Donald Trump's boy, Bobby Lashley. And they take on Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn. Adam, who do you feel is going to win this match?
2: Uh I think it's got to be Strowman and Lashley, doesn't it?
0: Well, considering that uh, Strowman is a former champion. <laughs> <I'm> gonna... <laughs> well, All right.
1: They, uh, they just did this match on Raw, what, last week or two weeks ago, and Kevin Owens and Savy Zane got their asses kicked, so I'm going to say, some way, somehow, they're going to end up winning this one.
0: All right.
2: Chicanery. Skullduggery. Strategic. shenanigans.
0: I still the to ask is the shenanigans.
2: Oh. Interesting. All right. Hey, what uh, was that I... restaurant you used to like to go to?
0: All right.
2: The jalapeno poppers and the crazy shit on the walls. <laughs>
0: Anyways, I'm going to go with Kevin Owens the same as anyone this one via evil shenanigans. Um, <laughs> all right, oh, that's, that's a raw match. Over on the SmackDown side of things, we've got Daniel Bryan taking on Big Cass. And Daniel Bryan's first feud co- after coming back from injury, and Big Cass's first feud after coming back from injury. Uh, Jason, who do you see as... Yeah,
1: I think we sort of discussed and touched on this a little bit last week. There's really no purpose in Daniel Bryan winning this match. It makes a lot more sense for a big cast to win it. I think he needs to win this one more. Yeah. Um, I think there's a lot of things you can do with Daniel Bryan, even in defeat here. I think if you were to sort of job out Cass here to Daniel Bryan, it, it really would damage anything you want to do with him going forward. So I'm going to say Cass wins this one.
0: Alright. And Adam, who do you feel? Uh I agree hundred percent that uh Cass is
2: getting his uh, getting his heat here as a as a as a heel coming back.
0: Alright, and I'm gonna join you in that one because I think that obviously, you know, Daniel Bryan can can take a loss and not affect him at all.
1: And can I just say that Cass's promo on SmackDown I thought was great until he brought out the midget? Like he was going really well, and then it just went to the point of being juvenile
0: bullshit. Uh, kind of like how most things happen in WWE. Uh, but yeah, Cass, Cass actually has done really well on, on the mic since he returned. Um, rather, it's just that he you know, got rid of that rapist, or the fact that he you know, he, he took a little time off to get a little bit better on his mic skills. Uh, he has been quite a bit better. Here's a question.
2: You didn't like the short puns? Yeah here's a question
1: here's a question question that'll hit troy right where he lives uh if you had to given that this is a co-branded pay-per-view if you got to pick the announced team for this pay-per-view what would it be
0: uh the announced team for this pay-per-view would be nigel McGuinness, william regal and Corey graves
1: right but i mean like that
0: that it might actually be tom phillips okay i prefer tom phillips over michael cole any day of the week, any show, don't care oh. if it's a fucking main event. Speaking
2: speaking of Tom Phillips, the one the one another good thing about Greatest Royal Rumble was Jericho's backstage promo with Mike Rowe. Yes,
0: where he proceeded to in, in, insinuate that Mike Rowe has Baker. All right, um, Jason, who do you think is going to win between Raw's Roman Reigns and SmackDown's Samoa Joe? yep, that's about how I feel about this match, too.
1: Jeez. <laughs> um, ah, this is a tough one to call, honestly. It is. Um, it is. I, I guess if I'm going to go on a limb and make a prediction, I think they're. it sort of looks like they're telling the story of Roman being the underdog because he can't win the big match and blah, blah, blah. Uh, so I guess it makes more sense for Samoa Joe to win. Uh, that said, because it makes more sense, I'm sure Roman will win.
0: Yeah. Adam?
2: <laughs> he, just said, sorry, he just said Roman would win. And you put it, you put the J by uh, Samoa.
0: Um Well he said both, so he hedged his bets like he does. <laughs> What which who did you actually pick to win?
2: Uh, Samoa Joe.
0: There you go. See unless I had it right. Unless it's Roman Reigns.
2: <laughs> <laughs> in which case in which case he gets twenty five points. Right. All right. Um <laughs> Yeah, I'm. Yeah, this is uh, difficult because I see them much like Cass, where you know Samoa Joe has just come back from from being out, where you know they want to give him that uh, give him that shine and have him, you know, go oh, over it's... here. But also, <laughs> but also it's Roman Reigns and maybe get his heat back after not losing the cage match at Greatest Royal Rumble. Um, so it is. It's a it's a difficult pick, but I uh, uh, I do think, I do think that, that they are going to go with with Samoa Joe on this one. For so those of you All listening right. at home, Jason is adding his initials to everyone in every match. Yes,
0: of course he is. Uh, I'm actually going to say that this is their their way of getting uh, Roman his win back. And I'm going to go with Roman Reigns uh, beating Samoa Joe because fuck SmackDown. And that brings I us agree. to... You. Yeah, there you go. And the the first of two women's matches on the card because, you know, we have to use them at some point in time. (laughs) WWE SmackDown Women's Championship is on the line as Carmella defends against Charlotte Flair. And I am going to go, I'm going to delete every single fucking one of those, and you're going to get no picks. And I'm going to go with Carmella to retain. Jason, who do you pick?
2: I am. Jason's getting punchy.
1: I am absolutely... Like I said, there's the, the union of Charlotte and... I'm sorry, Charlotte. Carmella and the Iconics is great. I think the Iconics are going to get involved here. Uh, and I think the end result is going to be Carmella wins the match.
0: All right. And Adam. <laughs>
2: um, again, you know, the, the typical history of the uh, of the... You know, money in the bank uh, winner where they win the belt and then almost immediately lose it back kind of makes me lean towards Charlotte Flair, but also you know, like like we just talked about this whole teaming with the Iconics and you know that uh, that group and you know Carmella having someone to watch her back. Um, I I think um,
0: mm-hmm.
2: yeah, I think I think Carmella retains.
0: All right, moving right along. Oops, I forgot to add you. I'm sorry. Well, that's another J. <laughs> all right. Uh, <laughs> all right. Uh, the Raw Women's Championship is online as Nia Jax takes on Alexa Bliss. Adam.
2: I think they're, they're going to try and build Nia's credibility here and have her, her keep the title. All right. you
0: doing? is <laughs> Okay, uh, I'll accept that. Um, okay, well, while Jason makes his pick, I'm just going to go ahead and um, add a picture of Charlotte Flair here to the rundown. There we go. All right, Jason, uh, who's your pick between Nia Jax and Alexa Bliss? <laughs> <laughs>
1: Uh,
2: um, <laughs> that one, that was just for us. I'm not going to describe that for the people at home.
1: <laughs> I really, really, really want to go with Alexa Bliss because I really want her to win the title back. Uh, but given the fact that you know Nia just won the belt, I gotta say that it's probably
0: gonna—they're probably gonna keep the belt on Nia. All right, uh, and I am actually going to go with Alexa Bliss on this one. Uh, even though I know that the rumor has been that there's not going to be a title change at Backlash, I think that Alexa, uh, retained, or bringing the title back home where it belongs, the fact that Nia really hasn't gotten much in the terms of anything on this title belt, it took them quite a while for them to even get side plates for her title belt, so it doesn't seem like they think there's much longevity left in Nia's in run. All right, and we have the W... Are we missing a match? We are, aren't we? Where's the U.S. title match? pretty sure i've correctly predicted them all so far so shut the fuck up all right um the intercontinental championship is on the line as seth rollins takes on the S- smackdowns the miz adam who do you see leaving back Rush the champion
2: uh, i don't i don't see the uh secondary titles changing brands at all so i think uh, i think seth rollins holds on to it here Miz will, will, of course, put forth a great match in his attempt to tie Chris Jericho's record with, for a number of Intercontinental title reigns, but I don't think he, he'll be leaving with the belt.
1: Yeah, it seems like they're, they're really hitching their wagon to Seth Rollins. I mean, my heart, my heart says to pick The Miz, my head says to pick Seth Rollins.
2: What was Montreal chanting at The Miz on, on Tuesday? Can, anybody, can anybody they were, Oh,
1: they were chanting We Want Maurice and. and
2: In F- French? Okay. Yes.
0: Okay. All right. And. Uh, Are you
1: going to put my pick down for that match?
0: I don't know. Should I?
1: I said, my heart says pick the Miz. <laughs>
2: <laughs>
0: and I'm going to go. What the fuck <laughs> happened there?
2: <laughs> Jason, you should have a goddamn landscaping company with all this hedging you're doing. Uh, what
0: are mm-hmm. you talking about alright and I'm <laughs> hmm. I'm going to go ahead and go I don't go know why with,
2: that's so fucking funny but it is
0: <laughs> it's not because like we're fucking it's been a long time here
2: it is It is almost 1130 at night so. yeah this shit's going up tomorrow so I guess yeah.
0: I'm going with uh, Seth Rollins to retain the championship and the uh, WWE United States Championship is on the line as Jeff Hardy takes on Randy Orton. See, I knew we were missing one. Um, and then, and both of these guys are on SmackDown, so no chance of title hop and show on this one. Uh, can we just all go ahead and say that Jeff Hardy's retaining this belt? I
1: hope so. I think they should make this a triple threat with Shelton Benjamin, though.
0: That's right. All right. And uh, I guess the main event of this one uh, is going to be uh, AJ Styles versus Shinsuke Kak Nakamura in a no disqualification match because you know they Shinsuke won by disqualification at Greatest Royal Rumble. So, uh, Adam, who do you see winning the championship belt here?
2: Yeah, I love I love the logic behind this. You know, Shinsuke, your favorite move is is the Dick Punch, so we're gonna make a match. You're gonna you're gonna try to win the title in a match where it's legal to dick punch, um, and for that reason, I uh, uh, I think uh, I think Shinsuke actually takes the belt here.
0: All right, and uh, Jason, who do you see winning this match?
1: Yeah, I think uh, I think this is the time. I think they're gonna put the belt on Nakamura. I think this heel turn has turned out better than I think they even ever expected, uh, and for that, I think it's probably Nakamura's time all right
0: uh i'm gonna say that aj retains stop it i will get you back I've, i changed the name you had the wrong name up there all right and let's take a look at what is going on in the independent circuit near you uh we start things off with wisconsin professional wrestling as they are live from their home at Baba Louis in De Pere. Saturday. Stop it! I don't know these, these things, but I can see your fucking name when it when it moves. And then knock it off. <laughs> yeah. Saturday, May fifth. Show starts at seven p.m. Doors at six thirty. Uh, so far, the only matches that have been announced is Sadist defends against uh, defends against Ben McCoy dojo boys take on the players club vic capri will take on cody rice and scheduled up here mad dog club weapon next logan lynch and much much more adam
2: (laughs) Uh, liberty states wrestling uh, presents the season finale it's our last show till september and the biggest show of the season respect on saturday may 12th from the john mccarthy elementary school in peabody massachusetts Your main event for that show, a two-out-of-three Falls Tag Team Championship match. The the champions of Brett Domino and D.L. Hurst defending against the former champions fabulously unequaled, uh, the team of Johnny Vegas and Todd Sopel. Uh, For the No Limits Championship, Lion versus Lion as Nico Silva defends against Robo. Vern Vicalo will defend his Liberty State's Heavyweight Championship. Uh, Vanity Vixen will take on the Widow Belmont in the women's action. Also, Danny Miles, Christopher James... Diamondback, Jack Maverick, Setherin, and much, much more. Tickets are $10 at the door, which opens at 6.30 p.m. Bell time is 7.
1: Also featuring the late great Sergeant Slaughter. Uh, (laughs) Lucky Pro Wrestling presents Toy Town Showdown.
2: Why am I reading Lucky Pro? I don't work there. Adam, Adam, you read Lucky Pro. I just didn't want to do two in a row. Lucky Pro Wrestling presents Toy Town Showdown, Saturday, May 19th, at the Wendell P. Clark Memorial YMCA, 155 Central Street in Winchenden, Mass., tickets for this event $15 this is a fundraiser for the YMCA's Building Brighter Futures annual campaign uh, Alicia Edwards will take on Isana, Impact Wrestling star Alicia Edwards uh, LPW Women's Champion Adira versus Vanity uh, sorry and Vanity Vixen versus the team of Jocelyn and Rosalie Shea Cash taking on King Leon the 6th the Aristocrats Tomahawk and Zachary Pierre Beaulieu t- taking on the team of Big Money Robbie the Giant and Perry Von Vicious also scheduled to appear, the selfie-made man, Vern Vicalo, Anthony Green, Riot Kellen Thomas, and a special over-the-top right. rope Toy Town Rumble. Right. To face.
1: Hold hmm? on. I, I got to ask a question. Okay. This is the second promotion in a row for which you've done a read, for which Vern Vicalo is the heavyweight champion, for which he's a
2: also scheduled to appear. <laughs> what the fuck is going on here? I don't write the things. I just copied <laughs> them off of Facebook. Uh yeah, so over the top rope toy in time. other Rumble. news I've
1: picked Vern Vicalo to win. <laughs> Unless his Thanks. opponent wins.
2: The winner of the Toy Time Rumble will face the LPW Hard Knocks champion at Star Clash on june twenty third in Clinton, Massachusetts. Tickets are on sale at LuckyProWrestling.com or at the Clark YMCA.
0: Bruce City Wrestling returns to the Elk Lodge in Waukesha, Wisconsin on Saturday, May 19th for Retribution. Bell time is 7.30. Doors open at 6.45. Tickets are ringside $20. Advance $60 using PayPal on BruceCityWrestling1.com or $18 at the door. And kids 10 and under are just $10. Then stay at the Elks and join the stars of Bruce City Wrestling for the after party. Already signed! Because after we the show, six- it's
1: the after party, and after the party it's the hotel lobby, nobody else, no Jay-Z friends. No.
0: A six-woman oh, tag team. I don't m- listen to hip-hop. A six-woman tag team match will see the Midwest Slayers, Tisha Shadows, Evil Sierra, and Lena D'Oro take on Blue Phoenix, Vanessa Azor, Tess Valentine, and Melanie Cruz. Of a tag Whoa, team match they some new girls up
1: in there. Yes.
0: They have a tag team match as the Roadhouse, James Vincent, and Mouth of the Midwest JP take on Brandon Blaze and ROH star Be Your City Bruiser. We'll also have think a team
1: Mouth of the Midwest
0: for his promo skills? I don't know. I haven't met the guy. (laughs) There will also be a flaming casket match as the demigod of death Funny Bone will take on evil dysfunction. More Phantom Money matches
2: announced soon. (laughs) There's a name for you.
0: Sal would totally have thought you were making that one. (laughs) Oh, sure, sure. (laughs) Uh, More Phantom (laughs) Money matches will announce soon. Go to dot onecom Follow them on Twitter at BCW1. Like him on Instagram, Bruce City Wrestling, and Facebook, Bruce City Wrestling 1.
1: Atlantic Pro Wrestling returns with Spring Loaded on Saturday night, May 26th at 6 p.m. from the Newbury Port Elks. 25 Low Street, Newbury, Massachusetts. I don't know why they put the zip code on there. I'm not reading it. Already signed for your main event of the evening is a rematch of the former three King allies turned enemies as the unequaled one, Todd Sopel, takes on the Ring of Honor superstar, the Kingpin, Brian Malonis, APW New England champion, bitter Buddy Romano. With fellow Venom members, the anti-Americans Canadian legend Matt Loudon and the Sheik Abdullah Hassan will defend their titles, will defend his title, I guess the winner of the number one contender New England Championship Battle Royal earlier in the evening. Also scheduled to appear APW Heavyweight Champion Champagne Joe Moakley, along What's with that John that? Cena <laughs> Sr., The The main champion is also
2: scheduled to appear. Yes,
1: I know. Well, it's not Vern (laughs) Vicalo. APW Tag Team Champions, the main state posse. APW Women's Champion, Adira. The Hampton Beach Bad Boy, Hunter Ward. The unequaled one, Todd Sopel, who's already on the radio. I don't know why he's down there. Mr. DTF, (laughs) Dan Terry. The Selfie Made King, Vern Vicalo. D.L. Hurst, Brett Domino, Bugsy Stone, and Ike. Tickets are $12 each at the door. Advanced tickets are $10 reserved. Front row tickets are 15 and that also grants you early admission to the show. Tickets are available at the door and at AtlanticProWrestling.com products. It is an all-ages show, but there is a bar where it is 21 plus with proper ID. Doors open at 6, bell time 6.30. Stay tuned for updates on matches. The card, as always, is subject to change.
0: Are we to believe that Dan Terry is down to fuck?
1: No, Dan Terry Fitness. It's his... He's Dan Terry oh. Fit.
0: Oh. It's yeah. just, it, normally those, that, that has a different connotation, so... I don't know what you're talking about. That's the joke. Is 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 that the joke? Yes.
2: Elkmania Promotions presents the North... Elks Ah. Oh! I've missed it. The North Shore... <laughs> a family-friendly pro-wrestling fundraiser for the Tools for Schools program, which donates school supplies to Salem students in need. The I thought it was just place... they were
1: putting a bunch of kids who were dicks in the school.
2: <laughs> uh, the event will take place at the Beverly, the Salem Launch about on Bow Street, Beverly, Massachusetts. <laughs> Doors open at 6.30. Bell time of seven. Tickets on sale for $10 in advance, $12 at the door. Already announced the Middlesex Express will defend the New England tag team titles against the team of the Bay State champion Derek Simonetti and the newly crowned All-Star champion Insane Dick Lane. The <laughs> former Bay State champion bitter Buddy Romano returns to Elkmania on June 2nd as he goes one-on-one with the heavy hitter Shay Cash. Uh, Fox Vineyard will take on the unequaled one Todd Sopel, the ace Mike Montero versus the freak show Sean Leader, and 30 competitors will compete in this year's that uh, moved everything <laughs> back up. The, uh, this year's Northstraw Rumble, the winner will receive a championship match of their choice at Elkmania 6. And I'm hey, so go? far. I just pulled it Rumble. out. What? I just pulled it out. Where did that go? And <laughs> out so far for the Rumble Bitter Buddy Romano, the heavy hitter Shay Cash, the unequaled one Todd Sopel, the ace Mike Montero, Tony the Tuna, the freak show Sean Leader Kevin Giles, Big Bear Matouche, and Tough Talk Tony Spencer.
0: Take a drink for every time we say the unequaled one, Todd Supple. Guy gets around. That does it for the rundown for this Thursday. Boy, second, 2018. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Uh, it has been 13 seconds since I wanted to punch Jason in the throat. Uh, follow That's us it. on
2: Twitter. That's it, really?
0: Yeah. Uh, that seems unnecessary. You're doing do well. Well, I, I, I enjoyed his... I enjoyed him... Talking about Charlotte and pulling a stick out. Uh, like us on Twitter. Well, at well, then why would that
1: make you want to punch me in the throat?
0: No, I'm saying previous to that. 13 oh. seconds ago, you made that joke, and I stopped wanting to punch you in the throat. <laughs> but why did that. you want
2: to punch me in the throat before
0: that? I wonder why.
2: i guess that it relates to the letter J. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't mind you putting the picture in there while I was reading, so I could just uh, scan just <laughs> past it. It was taking it out and everything jumping back up to, to where it was before.
0: Anywho. Well, well, I forgot the fucking uh, asshole over here doesn't read off of the rundown rundown all the time, so uh, he didn't he didn't catch my joke that I tried to throw in there off the bat. So, all right, Wait, what uh, joke go to was Twitter. That? Huh? Nothing. Uh, find us on there. I saw the naked
1: at- picture of Charlotte.
2: No, well, you were reading the APW when he put that picture of Hornswoggle back in.
1: No, yeah. I saw it. I just uh,
0: I just was a professional. I know, and that's the problem. You're too professional on that. All right, Uh I guess go to that Twitter thing and find us, Rundown Podcast. Go to Facebook, find us, Rundown Wrestling. Email the show, rundownwrestling at gmail.com, like nobody does. Leave us a voicemail like nobody does at 617-863-6967 at 61-Rundown7. I guess Sal couldn't make it to the, the Target bathroom to leave us a voicemail today. <laughs> 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 well, he only has a limited
1: amount of time. He's got to jerk off. There's any time left you can leave a voicemail.
0: That's true, that's true. Uh, but thankfully, thankfully, they don't allow... Uh, gays in their bathrooms, so he's fine. Uh, we it, are Saudi Arabia? Arabia. Yes. Uh, we are now on Patreon. We've been on Twitter for a long time. Head over to Patreon.com, so to to become a patron. Currently, there are two reward levels, The Rundowner, which for $5 a month grants you one patron-only episode of The Rundown, and there's another one that nobody's ever going to yet. Also, all patrons <laughs> will receive early access to shows on their Rundown feed. Uh, listen And to our
1: sometimes friends- everybody does, because we don't really to fucking make it private.
0: That's mm-hmm. uh, just you.
1: Yeah. No, it was Troy, too. Uh, Fuck off. That was me, it was <laughs> that was me as well.
0: <laughs> oh, no, that was me as well. Yeah. No, don't fucking pin that shit on me. Yeah. I'm <laughs> going to replace every J you put in this with Jagoff. <laughs> Listen to our friends, the Kingpin Brian Malone's Jagoff and Mike Crockett Jagoff on the Wrestling Podcast about nothing. With a new podcast every Monday, go to facebook.com slash thewpan or thewpan.com. Uh, check out our friend Jagoff Austin Michaels on his show at <laughs> the Super <Bowl. laughs> On Top TV, go to toptv dot to stream it. Live. A plus. Subscribe to the Rundown Wrestling Podcast to hear other shows. There was none this week. This <laughs> is it. This is all you get. <laughs> all <right> about that? <laughs> ha, yeah, I'm I'm like twenty five percent of what's supposed to be on this. <laughs> well, so uh, follow our host next week. New up, episode of glowstick Maybe depends on how much sleep I get. Follow our host at jstuart0920. Yes. That's S J S T U A A R T 0920. Jacob Stewart. Jacob Stewart. Send <laughs> so, nudes. Spike. Yep. Uh, add Slizar Effect. <laughs> and of course, at <laughs> Johnny Analog.
1: Did you put over Taz? Oh, did I?
0: Uh, so. also Wrestlemania Taz where Taz goes on and talks about all the Wrestlemanias that he wasn't allowed to work because he was deemed to be too fat thanks to everyone for listening thanks to Jason thanks Troy it's been a real fucking pleasure tonight um, mm-hmm. I've had a
1: blast I feel like we had a great episode um, this is probably had more this, this show's probably had more jokes inside of it than Tammy Fitch. Oh, uh, here there you go.
0: Thanks, Adam. Oh, I'm sorry. What? Nothing. And thanks to Jason for our theme song. Next week, we review that backlash shit. <laughs> Say your catchphrase, asshole.
1: Oh. Uh, asshole? Mm-hmm bye-bye see you next thursday now you do that
0: bye-bye, bye-bye. There we go. bye-bye. Hmm. the rundown wrestling podcast is a podcast and it was hosted by jason troy and adam we make podcasts tune in next week for an all-new podcast a podcast that's it